0: All right, you guys. Well, welcome back. This is Heidi St. John, and you have found the Off the Bench podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. Today is December the 1st. So here we are, you guys. We made it. We survived November. We're into December, the most wonderful time of the year. And we're going to talk today about some of the headlines, including the fact that we have seen the Senate now just pass the Respect for Marriage Act. I have a lot to say about this. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, Welcome to the show. Before I get started today, I want to say thank you to everyone who's leaving reviews for us over at iTunes. You guys are a huge part of the reason why we do this five days a week. And I want to say thank you for leaving reviews for the show, both at YouTube now and also over at iTunes. If you love the show and can head on over there to iTunes and give it a five-star review and leave us a comment or two, we would love that. If you're interested in looking for some awesome, wonderful Christmas gifts for the women in your life, you can find some really great gift ideas at heidysaintjohn.com. Just go to the store. We've got a wonderful pro-life necklace there that is stolid. Sterling silver it was made in Israel, and it's called the Speak Life Necklace along with my off-the-bench shirt some really great swag, and of course, the books that I've written. I hope you guys will check that out at the Heidi St. John store. Also, and you know that I love this. Please send me your Christmas cards. I am asking you. I love to hear from you. I love to see the pictures of your families and actually uh, share them with the many, many people here at Firmly Planted Family. We pray for you guys, and we're very, very interested in what's happening in your lives. We'd love to hear from you. You can write to me. Here at Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington 98682. Send us your Christmas cards. We would love to hear from you. So the U.S. Senate has just passed the RFMA, the Respect for Marriage Act. This happened just a couple days ago in a bipartisan vote of 61 to 36. So Now it's going to require the federal government to recognize all marriages, including same sex marriages that are legal in the state in which they took place. The measure, of course, is now going to move to the House where it's expected to pass in the final days as the Democratic led controlled chamber before making its way to the White House for Joe Biden's signature. And of course, he's going to sign it. The Democrats are going to do this because now they have they know that they're going to lose control of the House in January when a brand new set of. Lawmakers is going to take their place. And so, if there's really like, you know, if you're in a so called marriage, I'm thinking about this, right? I'm like, why in the world did we need the defense, uh, the Respect for Marriage Act, right? The people that want this kind of legislation will never stop uh, persecuting people that disagree with them. So, they don't need it for one thing. This was absolutely unneeded legislation. If you're in a so called same sex marriage relationship, say in Washington State, for example, where I live, then if the Respect for Marriage Act is passed and signed by Joe Biden, which I expect that it will be, this makes absolutely no difference in your life whatsoever. It doesn't change a thing. It's not going to give you something that you don't have. And so the question is, why are Democrats and a bunch of quasi-Republicans doing this in the first place? And essentially what this bill does is it codifies same-sex marriage into law. So in Oberfell versus Hodges, the United States Supreme Court has already said that uh, gay marriage is a thing here in the United States. You guys have heard me talk about it on the show before, marriage belongs to God. Marriage belongs to God. God made it. God defines it. It is defined as between one man and one woman. And it's a hugely important part of our culture and of the bedrock of our foundation, and this bill, which was advanced as an, an affirmation, basically, of same-sex marriage in the event that the Supreme Court's same-sex marriage decision that I just talked about, Oberfell versus Hodges, is over-overturned, is actually worse than it appears. And as the days go by, remember, you guys remember uh, Nancy Pelosi famously saying that we've got to uh, pass the bill so we can understand what's in it. Same thing is happening here. They're going to push this thing through our legislative process here. And eventually it's going to come back to bite people of faith, especially because that's what it's designed to do. The Democrats are panicking right now because Roe v. Wade was overturned. And so now they're thinking, oh my goodness, the conservatives are going to turn their sights to the gay community and they're going to try to overturn the same-sex marriage decision, which came down under Barack Obama's uh, tenure in the White House, Oberfeld versus Hodges, right? So- the Respect for Marriage Act is really more than a bill to establish at a statutory level what the Supreme Court has already declared is so in constitutional law. It's really a somewhat limited national same-sex marriage anti-discrimination law. And beyond that, it could be appealed to as a national policy with real consequences for religious objectors to same-sex marriage, whether you be an individual Uh, like the cake baker in Colorado or the florist here in the state of Washington or an organization such as Focus in the Family. Uh, Gregory Baylor of of the Alliance Offending Freedom and Roger Severino of the Heritage Foundation carefully laid this thing out several weeks ago in an article that I think I already linked back to for you guys, but I'll link back to it again. And they're showing that there's very little actual real compromise in the bill. The bill includes protection for religious liberty that already exists in the law, while leaving religious organizations that work closely with the government, such as adoption agencies, vulnerable to attack in federal court. And I think you're going to see the level of persecution over people that do not believe that gay marriage is a good idea. It's we're again, we're chipping away at the foundation of the nuclear family. It takes a man and a woman to create a baby. This is the family is the cornerstone for culture. And for decades now, we have watched the far left in this country and a very weak church, unable to defend itself, a cowtow to the regime that would really say, "Hey, it's our way or the highway." We've gone way beyond. Uh, can you tolerate? Right. This is not about tolerance. This is about acceptance. This is about cowtowing. This is about absolute capitulation. And if this goes into effect, and I believe it will, then we're going to see more of a heavy-handed sort of regime. I think, that's going to exist in every part of the country, including where there are not now sexual orientation and gender identity laws. So these are known as SOGI laws. These are the laws that are pushing transgenderism and all manner of insanity into our schools. So let's break this down for a second, because the first issue, of course, is the logic of same-sex marriage in the first place. As you guys have just heard me say, I think that this bill This Respect for Marriage Act is going to finally just destroy marriage. So let's think about it for a second. If in the United States, we believe that justice requires that any two adults can marry, then the same argument of, hey, if it feels good, do it. And this is my right to be happy. And I just want to be happy. This argument of personal fulfillment. If this is the reason for marriage, then let's also mandate polygamy. We're watching this happen in uh, states across the country, polyamory, right? Where you can have multiple partners, right? Uh, Child brides, for goodness sake, incestuous marriage. Marriage becomes an association of two or more people who somehow have commitments to one another, which is frankly absurd. Marriage means something and it either means something, which it does according to God. Marriage is the commitment that two people make, one man and one woman for life. In any outside of that, then we might as well just have all manner of relationships and call them marriage. What's the point of even having marriage? So I read the other day that the Respect for Marriage Act has been amended to require recognition of marriage between only two people. It still requires the federal government and all the states to accept any state's definition of marriage, such as California's child bride law. Now, if you're not familiar with the child uh, marriage law in California, which I'd imagine a bunch of you aren't, check this out. Child marriage, by the way, is still legal in California. It requires the consent of a parent through a court order, but people can do it. And a lot of these marriages are between young girls to men that are significantly older than they are making way for gender-based violence within the marriage. I mean, think about what happens uh, in the Middle East. Think about what happens in Iran and these girls who have the morality police chasing after them. In California, it's actually legal for minors to get married. Listen to this. Don Tyree got married in California at 13. This is actually happening, you guys. She got married at 13 to her abuser. He was 32. When she was 11, her parents left her in the hands of the man when they started their business in Texas. He brainwashed her into thinking that what they shared was love. This is what she said. At that time, at 13 years old, I could clearly, uh, I could see clearly that society valued the life of a man over, you know, a woman over a girl, like his future and his life was more important than mine. She is still grappling with the childhood trauma. It's it's craziness, right? Global Hope 365 is an organization which which is working actively toward eliminating child marriage. They advocate for a, quote, no child marriage under 18, no exception resolution, which has been passed in several cities in California. So it really doesn't matter to me that the Marriage Act has been amended to require the recognition of marriage between only two people simply because it still requires the federal government, all the states, to accept any state's definition of marriage. So marriage only makes sense as the union of a male and female with the possibility, at least in principle, you know, if not in reality, of establishing a family uh, through the parent's natural offspring, through the couple's natural offspring. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold my ground on this. I get questions all the time here about what I think about homosexuality. And I've told you guys before, I think the church has made a terrible mistake and we're frankly paying for it right now. The church Christians made a terrible mistake when they elevated homosexuality to the sin that was just the unforgivable sin, the one that we all have to talk about, the one that we can't, uh, we can't hide from that one. Because like I told you guys, I, w- I went to Bible college and the guy who said he struggled with same sex attraction versus the guy who was, uh, dating, you know, one of the most popular girls in school and they were sleeping together, the guy who struggled with the same sex attraction. Uh, absolutely faced a much more strict and stringent criticism than the popular couple that were clearly outside of the bounds of what God said was right. They were sinning, right? But it doesn't change what God says. So at the end of the day, like I've said repeatedly, it doesn't really matter what we think about anything. It only matters what God says. And anytime we stray outside of what God says is right, suffering is the sure result. We We'll find ourselves suffering, and the and in the throes of suffering as a nation, continuing to spiral out of control, as long as we continue to just pretend like God's laws don't mean anything. And I posted an, early, an earlier article. I'll see if I can find it and put it back here. Uh, but it was talking about the opinions about religious freedom with respect to homosexuality or transgenderism, and they they were pointing out that they track almost perfectly with religious doctrines about homosexuality. But with the Respect for Marriage Act, some of the, the the big players in the cultural struggle that continue to believe that homosexuality is sinful, like Heidi St. John, now support the legislation. And when they do that, they weaken our argument against it. And this is what's happened in the church. So there really are only two denominations right now that have really come out and said, nope, this is a bad thing. The two largest religious denominations in the United States, which of course is the Roman Catholic Church and the Southern Baptist Convention, both are continuing to say, hey, we're going to side with the Bible. God says that homosexuality is sinful and that's where we are. And if you believe that homosexuality is a sin, then it stands to reason that you certainly cannot believe that homosexuality is going to stand the test under God's authority of marriage. Now, on the other hand, the National Association of Evangelicals, while clearly enunciating that they believe that same-sex marriage is wrong. They believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. They're not coming out and saying anything. They're not coming out and saying one way or the other, which again is weakening weakening our ability to defend what marriage should be. I fear that this is opening even wider Pandora's box. I think we're going to see all manner of stupidity now coming through our courts because as I said, it doesn't give protection. It doesn't. It whatever state decides. Hey, we think marriage is this now. You can just define it however you want to. It could be you know three people, five people, two people, a a grown man and a little girl. We have no idea where this is going to go because we've stepped outside of God's clear design for marriage. And when uh, the only other one that I that I heard of that is supporting the legislation the most prominently is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, which of course is the Mormons. They continue to believe in opposite sex only marriage, but you know what, whatever. If you're a Catholic or an evangelical Christian or a Muslim in the workplace and you're being forced to participate, listen guys, no protection for that. There's no protection for Jack Phillips, no protection for Baranel Stutzman, no protection for the uh, the the couple that wants to bake cakes, but not for things that they disagree with. And so what we think it is, the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, what I think is gonna happen is it simply going to lead to more attacks on religious freedom and religious liberty in the United States? And and frankly, I think the churches should be standing up loudly and opposing it. Why our churches are not taking a more open stance on this is, uh, it's shocking to me, but it's not surprising because we know, we've seen this a whole bunch now over the years, we know that, uh, that the churches are weak in the culture right now and they're having a very hard time standing for what they know is right. So even if they believe and we've seen this over and over again, even if they think, oh, man, this is wrong. We shouldn't do this. Churches are very quiet right now. They're very, they're very, um, they're very much taking a behind-the-scenes uh, a stance on this. And I have said, and I, I just continue to believe it's true, that unless and until we can find our voice as people of faith. And that's again, not to say we elevate one sin over another, but we at least have to stand for what we believe to be true, what we know to be true about the world that we live in, which by the way, belongs to God. He created it. The Bible says in Isaiah that the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but God's word will stand how long, you guys? Forever. And I don't know about you, but I want to, I'm going to side with the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, the one who I'm going to stand before one day and give an account for my life. And that's to say nothing of the knowledge that we have in reading God's word, that what he says is true and you can take it to the bank. So when God says that that uh, lying is wrong, for example, we still just generally believe as a, as a culture and as people that lying is wrong. We believe that adultery is wrong as a general rule. We've stood by the Ten Commandments in the culture, well, except for the, you know, the people, the uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation, right? They would like to see you just get rid of those pesky old Ten Commandments because, you know, the whole uh, thou shall not kill and, and uh, don't commit adultery and, hey, stop envying that, that stuff, you know, just go ahead and do all those things, right? This is a clear move away, a departure again from truth in the United States. It's just one more brick in the wall. It's one more reason why I think our country is ripe for judgment. It's one more reason why I can see us sliding farther and farther uh, away from blessing in the United States because the church has refused to take a stand. And where uh, where we remove the light, darkness will always fill the void. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening with the Respect for Marriage Act. Uh, we didn't need it. And I'm gonna continue to say that the, the Supreme Court has already said that uh, gay marriage is a thing here in the United States, and the only reason that this is even happening is because the LGBT lobby is sure that what happened to Roe v. Wade, which had to do with murder, by the way, that would happen and, and, and again, I would, I would submit that uh, I would submit that it's absolutely wrong for the Supreme Court to be injecting itself into these matters anyway. I don't understand why the Supreme Court has to put itself in marriage. I don't understand why the Supreme Court had to inject itself into the abortion discussion. These are states' rights issues, which is another reason why uh, the United States Senate and now passing on to the House, if they do this, if they they pass this thing, which I expect that it's going to be passed. And if that happens, it's just another example of how we don't understand as lawmakers, what is the proper role of government? It goes back to the Constitution. This is a states' rights issue under the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution. This should never go to Congress and it should not be passed into law there. And uh, I think we're gonna see tremendous trouble in the days to come from it. But that's just my opinion. That's all I have to say about that. I hope you guys are following these stories and praying for our nation and praying really for the church to to begin to have conversations that are life-giving according to the word of God. That is where blessing is found. Blessing is not found outside of God's boundaries. It is found inside of them. And as we enter a brand new month, uh, I'm gonna continue just to to speak the truth from this platform that God has given me. And I hope to hear from you in the days to come as well. You guys can reach out to me, Heidi St. John, Care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100, Northeast 34 Circle, Vancouver, Washington. Yes, I'm still here, 98682. If you would like to join me for the month of December, I will be teaching on the topic of peace. The study is called Peace, Be Still. We're gonna be learning why in the midst of a cultural storm we can have peace in our hearts because peace is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Love your families well and continue to pray for us. I've got some wonderful, exciting news that we're gonna be talking about here in the weeks to come at Firmly Planted Family. But in the meantime, I hope you guys will join me at MomStrong International. I really appreciate you guys listening to this show on a personal level. I know that you've got other things you could be doing. I know there are other voices That you can be listening to. And I appreciate the privilege of speaking into your life five days a week here at the show. There are lots of ways that you can support this podcast and I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. And I'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.